Hello. Thank you for joining us for another episode of This Week in AML. I'm John Byrne, Chair of the AMLRS Advisory Board. And I'm Elliot Berman, our Creative Director. We are excited to welcome you to the This Week in AML podcast, where we explore key news and developments in the global financial crime prevention community. John, how are you today? I'm good, Elliot. And uh, we were both uh, uh, last week in the AML Partnership Forum, and uh, we're getting some really good feedback uh, from participants and attendees and excited about this continuing next year and uh, really happy we were able to you know, continue to expand the connection between the private and public sectors. It's so important to our communities. So I think, um, you know, as we plan for next year, uh, we got a, a good, more than a good running start. So that was great. Yeah, it really was uh, exciting. It went, uh, I think, very well. And we did get terrific feedback. We had great engagement, uh, both from the private sector and from uh, the federal law enforcement agencies, senior folks from uh, FBI, IRSCI, and HSI uh, came each day to kick off the sessions, and uh, as well as many other people uh, at the senior level. So, uh, great first event, and um, for our listeners, watch the website amlpf.com for information when the dates are set for spring of 23 for the, uh, for the next event. Uh, so John, um, kind of taking off from, uh, the AML partnership forum, you did an interesting conversation with an investigative journalist, um, which I'll let you talk about again for just a moment, but, uh, ICIJ, uh, International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, put out a very interesting piece um, that hit my inbox in, uh, yes, today or yesterday uh, about um, some folks from Ireland who have uh, kind of decamped to Dubai. And uh, I, if you, I don't know if you saw that, but I'd like to spend a few minutes talking about that, too. Yeah, so going back to the interview, I interviewed a, a longtime friend of mine, Kevin Hall. He's now the North American editor of the Organized Crime and Corruption Reporting Project, which is very similar to ICIJ. They're investigative journalists. Uh, they cover you know gl- global topics. He was an economics reporter and covers and covered foreign issues and understands the the U.S. space. And we chatted a bit about. Uh, offshore and onshore secrecy. And this is sort of connected to that. So um, on the ICIJ website, they, they, they uh, direct us to an article in the Irish Times, but make it clear that these were documents, the documents that were the basis of the story were leaked to ICIJ and they tie what's known as the Kinahan Organized Crime Cartel to, con- to companies uh, in, uh, in Dubai, in UAE, um, and they also connect that story to the Treasury Department's sanctions of Kinahan, uh, as well as two relatives and four associates. And, and in the same um, both press statement and, and, and direction from Treasury, one of the strong statements made is that um, the UAE uh, is, um, does thrive on financial secrecy. And so that's, you know, coming from the Treasury Department officials, I think that's 
that's pretty important. And uh, the last thing I'll mention, I want to get your take, was that uh, FATF, the Financial Action Task Force, uh, put UAE recently on what they call the gray list. Uh, and that's supposed to put more pressure on the governments to increase laws and regs uh, that will deal with both secrecy and transparency and all the issues that we're all, we're all grappling with, you know, week to week, month to month here. Yeah. I, one of the things that I found interesting is, you know, the um, UAE is a critical um U.S. partner in the Middle East. Right. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we have a very large uh, uh, military presence there. I think our Persian Gulf uh, naval assets use that as one of their uh, principal bases. Um, and so uh, to um, be as straightforward about the things that are going on in the UAE particularly around um, the Kinahan group. But I think, you know, I don't, uh, my best guess is that they're not unique in terms of taking advantage of the historical uh, secrecy um, uh, regime uh, in, uh, in Dubai. Um, and these guys were not, not to rattle off all the bad news, but I mean, they, they were doing uh uh, lots of uh, drug smuggling and uh, related uh, uh, money laundering and uh, many other things. Um, it is a essentially a cartel as well as a gang. And, you know, um, once you're into once those kinds of organizations are into one particular uh, area of illegal activity, they regularly um, seem to bro uh, broaden out. Um, and it was um, six years ago or so um, that um, the, the head of the group um, took off from Ireland and quickly moved to uh, Dubai after um, Daniel Kinahan, after... Um, some violent activities around some of his quasi legal activities. That was what sort of got him, uh, got him on the run. Um, but he's been pretty comfy. It looks like from uh, some of the reporting uh, while he's been in Dubai. Yeah. I mean, in, in plain sight, which is frustrating to those of us who think there should be actually some ramifications for illegal activity. Um, the other thing was going back to the treasury's comment when they sanctioned uh, the organization and others, they made a, as I said, they made a strong statement. They called Dubai a facilitation hub for the cartel's illegal activities. Uh, that's obviously pretty, pretty strong language. Um, according to ICIJ, they think that UAE has um, been, is responding to those comments, um, at least publicly in, in statements and others, although they do quote, uh, somebody from uh, a UK-based foreign policy and national security think tank who say that um, UAE walks sort of a tightrope. You know, they try to convince the U.S. that it's responsible, but it still maintains its reputation as, unfortunately, no questions asked, haven for, for the wealthy. I, you know, I think um, a lot of countries, including our own, because of the, some of the states that incorporate anything that moves, uh, you know, uh, that's why the beneficial ownership issue, the registry and all that become 
become so important. Uh, so no country is free of all of this. But I think to the extent that these stories continue to shine a light on the gaps, uh, especially those that pretend to be something like a, I guess this, the company was dealing with promoting boxers and that sort of thing. But obviously, as you said, uh, it's pretty clear they were engaged in uh, you know, money laundering, moving drugs, real estate investments to hold illicit goods, all, that, all those sorts of things. I think that becomes um, you know, important when you shine the light on this. That's why what journalists do is, is, is so critical. ICIJ, by the way, been around, been around a bit. Um, they've been involved, as was the other organization that Kevin's part of, with the FinCEN files, Panama Papers, Pandora Papers, all of those things. Um, and we can argue and quibble about leaked documents, but that belies what the issue is, in my view. Uh, yes, I agree. Um, and uh, again, I think we've mentioned this when we've uh, talked about some other ICIJ projects in the past. But uh, for those of you uh, in our uh, listening audience, you can subscribe um, on the uh, ICIJ website so that when they post something new, uh, you can get a notification of it and don't have to hear it first from us, although hopefully what we talk about is of interest to you. So John, we've got a, um, a webinar uh, Thursday. So you and I are recording here on Wednesday. So this is tomorrow, uh, the 28th. It's at live streams at 1 p.m. Tomorrow afternoon, it's on domestic terrorism. But we're looking at domestic terrorism, not strictly as a US issue, but a, uh, a domestic issue in countries around the globe. And um, I have some uh, great panelists that'll be joining me tomorrow. And if you'd still like to sign up, if you go to uh, amlrightsource.com, you can uh, sign up. Uh, you'll get a link and you can join us for the live stream. Um, so, well, they can't do that because it, it'll be on Thursday. But they oh, can get the, right. but they can get the recording. You're just testing everybody. I know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I got my. I got to get in the wayback machine and put more quarters in. Yeah, uh, but exactly. yes, if you do, so you're right, John. So if these, if folks uh, hear this on Friday, they won't have been able to hear it on Thursday. But if uh, you you can still probably register on Friday, and then you'll be able to get the uh, the the recording. So. Um, and uh, the other thing is uh, we've got some interesting interviews scheduled over the next uh, number of weeks. So keep an eye on the AML Right Source website for additional new content. And John and I will be back with you next week. Yep. Take care, Elliot. Have, you, have yourself a good week. And everybody, um, once again, um, uh, some of the interviews coming up will be with Homeland Security, with former FinCEN employees, as well as a number of other ones. If you ever have some topic or person you'd like us to interview, feel free to uh, drop us a line. Yep. All right, John. Have a good day. Take care. Talk to you. Bye.